Hey, Howard. Hi, Paul. We're uh, going to talk metabolic syndrome this time around, which is a topic, weirdly enough, I think we've actually talked about it in passing a bunch of times, but never really gotten into it in detail, which is strange because I know it's a topic we're both, I don't know, fairly, how shall I say, acutely aware of, sensitized to, think is very important, and yet we haven't spent a lot of time on it. So it feels like a good time to do that. No, I think this is a great topic to touch on because we always talk about the treatment, but never the root cause. Right, practical-minded people that we are, which would come as a huge surprise to my parents calling me practical. <laughs> so, so let's just start off with the with the easy stuff, which turns out to be not so easy, but we can at least pretend it is. What is metabolic syndrome? It's one of those catch-all types of, it feels like it should be something very specific, but as you dive in, it can get a little bit squishy, but at a high level, what would you say is what would you say is metabolic? How would you define it? Metabolic syndrome. It's average person who has a large belly or abdominal fat. They have high triglycerides. They have a low HDL typically, hypertension, and they may have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, mm -hmm. or they're certainly insulin resistant. Right. And a lot of people simply don't know they have it. Yeah. It's not a phrase that they're told very often. No, it's not. And it's, it's, it's operated, I mean, under a bunch of different names over time. I was looking back at, I don't know whether it was Google data or something else, because I was like, why haven't I, I don't feel like 20 years ago I heard the words... I maybe and maybe I should have, and maybe you were talking to patients about it back then. I have no idea, but I feel like I wasn't hearing that phrase very much, even at ten years ago or fifteen years ago. And I was looking back, and you can correct me on this, but it's it's in lots of ways has operated under a bunch of different names. Whether you talked about it as the discrete things that you just described in terms of triglycerides or being insulin resistant or high blood pressure or all these things. But there's lots of other things too, right? Insulin resistance syndrome, obesity syndrome, dysmetabolic syndrome. These are all the same thing, right? Right. But what they're, what they're hammering on or around is the, the root cause. Uh, we know that the root cause of this is a metabolic disorder. Right, only about ten or twelve percent of adults are truly metabolically healthy, and the consequences of not being <laughs> metabolically healthy yeah. leads to metabolic syndrome. So, is it? Am I right in saying just those words? Is that is that something that as a as a field or as a discipline that you found your your peers using those words more often, or is it just that it's I just missed it? Meaning metabolic no. syndrome. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. You and I have talked about this a lot. If I was talking to a colleague, they would say, I have a 55-year-old, 280 pounds, uh, BMI of 40, hypertension, high cholesterol, and a big belly. Hmm. They could have just said a 52-year-old metabolic syndrome, and I would have gotten the whole <laughs> right. picture. Yeah, But on the flip side of that, these patients' physicians are not telling them they have metabolic syndrome. Mm. They're saying, you have hypertension. Here's a medication. Yeah, yeah, right. And then you get into this 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 mode where now you're just 
dealing with discreetly with each of the individual indications, each of the individual symptoms with specific medications, rather than saying these all have can be traced back to something organically, and it's something we increasingly call metabolic syndrome. So let's, and you've started to answer this question, but the obvious one is, how widespread is it? And then more specifically, why should we care? And maybe the first question first. And I think I think you already alluded to this, but it's 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 a silent killer in lots of ways. It's everywhere. Well, it's silent until it's not. Yeah, right? yeah. And when, yeah. It, and, and when it shows its head, it's 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 not too late, but you're really far down the road. I mean, human existence comes to an end in in very predictable ways, right? <laughs> yeah. Cardiac disease, cancer, uh-huh. etc., and all of these have very similar root causes, and it's metabolic dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Your heart attack didn't come on because you ate a hot dog tonight. As we've discussed a lot, it's an area under the curve issue. It's because, and the y-axis is time. And it's because you've been eating this since you were 12. (laughs) And it's been slowly building up. And it's not just the LDL. It's not just the reactive oxygen species and inflammation. It's not just the uric acid. It's not just insulin. It's, 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 it boils down to the same root cause of excess calories and poor calories, ultra-processed foods, over a very long time course. And let's maybe the good time to be clear here about something that I was confused about for a long time. It's not this, this idea that you know, eating fat makes you fat. We're not. This is not what we're saying. It's this, as you say, this area under curve issue with respect to the long-term exposure to a poor diet that lacks balance and you know breeds inflammation and obesity and insulin resistance. It's not some one direct relationship between, as you said, I ate a hot dog and now I had a heart attack. Yeah, no. For anyone who's on Twitter, they know how messy nutritional Twitter is. And it's really a shame because there's a lot of good scientists up there who we can learn a lot from. So no, it's not the complex carbs. It's not uh, just fats. It's not you know, just seed oils. It's not that honey that you put on, you drizzled on your apple. It's it really comes down to an excess caloric burden uh-huh. in general, right? I mentioned that high triglycerides are associated with metabolic syndrome, but most people have no clue how that fits into insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes and where it comes from. Yeah, You're not eating too many triglycerides. No, right, exactly. Right? Yes. Your liver is manufacturing that. Mm. Why? Because it has too many calories to process. Why? Because your skeletal muscle can't take the glucose in. Why? Because it's insulin resistant and can't make glycogen from the glucose that's out there. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch to unpack there, but that's a great condensed summary of exactly the pathway here of of what's going on. And, And at each stage... And not it's not always the case in medicine that there's a that why questions can be answered, but in this case, we can actually answer a lot of why questions fairly definitively, right? <laughs> so that hundred percent, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about prevalence here. I've last yeah. I saw something like seventy or eighty percent of Americans are uh, overweight, maybe not morbidly obese, but at least overweight from a BMI standpoint. I think I saw, and maybe you shared this stat with 
Oh, it was yes, it was that something like half of undergraduate students being insulin resistant. So these are crazy numbers. These are crazy numbers, and the undergrads who are insulin resistant. It was very interesting data because it only affected the skeletal muscle. And when we dive into insulin resistance, we can get into how it then starts to affect the liver. And that's where things really go downhill. But what was also nice is exercise reversed it yeah. in these young kids. Yeah. But this brings back the AUC area under the curve issue. This is starting really early in our lives. Starting really early. And I, I, I suppose... I'm not particularly surprised that a college student can reverse it with exercise. And while it's not impossible to reverse later on, you give it enough time and that process becomes really, really difficult. So it's it's important to identify these things early, which gets to the question of we talk about you know, why we should care, which is for all the reasons that we've just described. But and it's a bit tricky to diagnose because it's I'm not going to it's it's uncharitable to say it's a garbage can diagnosis but it is a basket of indications not one thing where you said oh I had my I had my metabolic syndrome test today and it came out as a 92 there's no such test right there's no hmm. specific number I can point you to on one specific test and say here's here's the name of the thing you have it's more that here are four or five things a large waistline, high triglycerides, uh, low, you know, LDLs, high blood pressure, insulin. These are a basket of things that all, in the in the in combination, if they all start skewing the wrong direction, may be a sign that this is the problem. If you have a beer belly or a little gut, uh, you probably have metabolic syndrome. Yeah, and as I mentioned, physicians and other people are not connecting the dots for. Our friends out there. Uh, so if you're on lisinopril, atorvastatin. This is the end of the free public preview of the Simplavita podcast. For the full podcast, including a transcript and show notes, you can upgrade at simplavita.com. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. We will not respond to requests for medical advice.